Welcome to The Swolistic Show. I'm your host, Jesse Lockhart, a realtor turned holistic health coach and personal trainer. I'm obsessed with empowering you to make yourself a priority so you can transform your health, your body, and your life through holistic-based practices. Get ready for inspirational stories and actionable advice to start living your own swolistic life. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, you guys. Welcome to another episode of the Swolistic Show. Just like we do every last Thursday of the month, we're bringing you another interview today. And I'm so excited to bring my amazing friend, Rachel Hepner onto the show today. I've actually followed Rachel for a couple of years now. And when I made the transition from real estate into fitness, she's been just a huge support system, a huge knowledge base. And she's also part of my one-on-one program. So Rachel, welcome to the show. Oh, thanks, Jesse. I'm so glad to be here. And I'm so grateful for your friendship and being besties in business together. So I'm glad to be here and get to know your audience more and have them get to know me better. Yes. Yes. I adore you and all of my clients adore you. And I swear we talk about you all the time. And I'm just like, I love Rachel. And they're like, we we do too. So I'm really excited to have you on the show today. So if you don't mind, just kind of paint us a picture of, you know, what your story and really how you got where you are today. Yeah. Awesome. So hi everyone. I'm Rachel Hepner. I am a holistic nutritionist and I specialize in women's health, hormones, and fertility. And in order for you to understand my journey, I actually need to go all the way back to when I was 15 years old and I was struggling with irregular periods and acne. So like other teenage girls, my mom took me to the gynecologist to figure out what was going on. And I was given a prescription for hormonal birth control. And I was told like, this is going to fix it. This will fix your regular periods and your acne. And I didn't ask a lot of questions. I didn't know what to ask. My mom didn't really know what to ask either. So I left with a prescription and I started taking hormonal birth control. And over the following 10 years, I saw a significant steady decline in my health. And my acne went from mild to very severe cystic acne that took up about 60% of my face. I technically had a quote unquote regular period, but I know now that you don't have a period at all while using hormonal birth control. I ended up on antidepressants for severe anxiety, depression, and panic attacks. I gained 50 pounds in the first five years that I took the hormonal birth control. And we'll get to that in a second of what that meant for me. My hair was falling out. I was having hair overgrowth on other parts of my body. I had zero libido. And every time I would go into my doctor, because I was desperate for a solution, the recommendation was just try a different pill, try a different form of birth control. No one ever questioned the birth control itself. And my hormones were never tested before I was ever given a prescription. So, you know, fast forward to college, I'm now taking a ton of different medications. I'm on migraine medication, acne medication, antidepressants, my birth control, all of these other things. And I feel like shit. I feel like shit inside. I feel like I look like shit on the outside. 
mentally, I was not in a great place. And so like other young women that are struggling with body image, I started to diet because I was scared. I went from weighing about 100, 110 pounds, I'm very short, to weighing 150 pounds, which for me was a huge weight difference, especially if you're petite, you know how much five pounds can make a difference on your body. So I started dieting. All the traditional diet culture things that I had seen and heard of counting calories, tracking every bite of food. I started doing a lot of cardio. And at the time I was also working, I was going to school full time. I was in a sorority and I was treating my body like a dumpster. Like for the most part, I was eating the traditional college food of like lots of packaged processed food, fast food. I was drinking three to four cups of coffee a day and I was staying up all night, not getting enough sleep. Like everything was a mess. Like that is the best way that I can sum it up for you. And so when I started dieting, everything that I was learning was like, I was the problem. I was just eating too much. I wasn't working out enough. Like I was the reason that I had gained all of this weight. So I started restricting and it was like Monday through Friday. I was eating very, very little, maybe a thousand to 1200 calories a day. And it was usually in the form of lean cuisine because that was pre-portioned and there was calories on the box. So I knew exactly how much was in it. And then the weekend would roll around and I would be exhausted and anxious and starving and I would binge. And so I ended up developing a binge eating disorder in college where that became like my norm every week. And if you've ever struggled with disordered eating, it's kind of this like vicious cycle of, you know, I have the binge and then I feel like garbage about myself. And then I say, this is never happening again. And then I'm really good during the week. And then the cycle just rinses and repeats itself around guilt anxiety, shame, which feeds more mental health battles. So I started seeing a therapist in college and started working on my mental health for the first time in my life. And I started kind of unwinding this distorted view I had of food and the distorted view I had of myself that I was the problem. And slowly I started putting puzzle pieces together of what was going on in my body. And I started healing my relationship with food. I started eating enough. I started diving into nutrition and making sure that I was eating the right kinds of food for my body. I started seeing a functional medicine doctor and started doing some lab testing for the first time in my life to understand what was going on internally. And every piece of the puzzle I put together, I felt a little bit better. And I slowly stopped binge eating. I haven't counted a calorie since now 2014. And I started to heal internally and externally. And ironically, I actually went to school um, for business originally because I didn't know what I wanted to do and it seemed like a safe degree. Um, And then I realized I wanted to go back to school for nutrition because my body was starting to heal through food. And so I went back to school to become a nutritionist and like really dive headfirst into nutritional sciences, specifically women's health because selfishly I wanted to heal my own body. Um, And just realizing that women don't get the quality of care that they deserve. And I detoxed from hormonal birth control and found out that I have PCOS and hypothyroidism that have probably gone undiagnosed my whole life. And that gave me a lot of clarity and comfort that I was never the problem. And I had underlying hormonal imbalances that were never effectively treated to begin with. And every medication I added made things worse in addition to the quality of food I was eating, the lack of movement, poor lifestyle choices, and disordered eating. And so slowly over the course of like almost the last 10 years at this point, 
I've been on my own journey to heal myself to get where I am now, where I weigh exactly what I want. And my weight probably fluctuates maybe three pounds a year. And I went from doing like a lot of very high intensity cardio. I did CrossFit five days a week for multiple years to now going on my hot girl walks every day and doing strength training and viewing food as medicine and realizing that our bodies can heal if given the opportunity and the right tools. Um, so that's me in a nutshell. Hopefully you like, maybe that resonates with you, or maybe you're at the beginning right now where I was. And I want, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Cause for many years, I thought that there was never going to be a light at the end of that tunnel that I was in. Um, and I'm so grateful to be where I am now. And that's why I got into the line of work that I'm in. And I run my own practice, real health with rage to help other women achieve that same outcome because we all deserve to look and feel our absolute best. Yes. Oh, I, I never get tired of hearing your story, to be honest. Um, it is, uh, you know, very different from my own. I don't feel like I had as, uh, intense of, you know, health problems. I don't have PCOS, but I do, I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's at the end of 2020. So I do have like the thyroid problems, but there's mm-hmm. one thing that you mentioned in your story that I wanted to highlight because it it's actually a new perspective of, it's given me a new perspective on the, the idea behind like, and this is really big in the fitness community as a trainer. This is what I see a lot is the, the thought process of I'm the problem. Well, I'm not working out enough. Well, I'm not working out hard enough. Well, I'm not sticking to my macros or I'm not tracking enough. And it's, I see it all the time and trainers that those are the only two variables that trainers have to work with is the exercise and the nutrition aspect. And so that's where, you know, I obviously saw the gap and was like, okay, well, it's not just you. That's the problem. If your hormones or your gut or whatever isn't working properly, then it just creates that uphill battle of trying to lose weight or build muscle or whatever the the health goals are. And so I I just I love how you say that because it's true. Like we, especially as women, like we get labeled as the problem all the time in society. It's not, not even just in health, but with families and children and, and Mm -hmm. whatever, we get labeled the problem all the time. So I like how you phrase that and we can kind of flip that narrative on its head and be like, Hey, I'm not the problem. It's everything else outside of me. That's the problem. But I still am the gateway between that, you know, the food or the environment or whatever. But now that I'm aware of all of that stuff, I can then start making better choices. Yeah, I could not agree more. And, you know, most of the women that come to see me are women that were just like me and they've tried dieting and exercise and they're still not losing weight or they might be gaining weight. And they're like, what in the actual hell is going on? Because this is what I was told I should do. I calculated my macros or I found a calorie deficit tool or I follow a fitness influencer and this is what they do. And I just want you to know that no amount 
of dieting and calorie restriction, no amount of exercise will ever fix underlying hormonal imbalance ever. The treatment for estrogen dominance is not to eat less. The treatment for androgen dominance and PCOS is not to do more cardio. And I think there are a lot of really well-intended people in the fitness space specifically that are sharing like, hey, this is what worked for me. And here's my personal journey. And I love that. I think like we need all hands on deck in the holistic health space. Um, because our uphill battle against traditional medicine and big pharma is so big. But we take things that, you know, it's the one to many. Oh, if it worked for them, it's going to work for me. And I don't want you to feel bad about yourself or feel like you're the problem if you try that and it doesn't work because it never worked for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't start losing the weight until I got my PCOS and my hypothyroidism under control. The dieting and exercise did not resolve those. And then guess what? I was able to lose the weight easily. And I tell all of my clients, I view weight loss as a side effect of healing your body. Mm -hmm. It's not the other way around. You don't lose weight and that heals you internally. And I think that's what diet culture tries to tell you is, oh, well, if you just lose the weight, then blank, 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 whatever it is, you'll be happy, you'll be healthy, you'll whatever it is that, you know, that story in your mind might be. And I would tell you to flip it on its head, like what internally is out of balance, that is reflected externally, mm-hmm. whether for me, it was my really severe acne, or just, you know, we've talked about like your eczema, or if you're struggling with weight, or your hair is falling out, like those are all symptoms of something deeper below the surface. And that's what I would tell you to look for. And that's what I help my clients look for. Mm -hmm. And I tell people the leading indicator of success is how you feel. So you start feeling better. You start sleeping better. You've got more energy. Maybe you don't need that cup of coffee. You're not reaching for a sugary snack in the afternoon. Those are leading indicators that you are making the right changes. Mm -hmm. And the lagging indicator is body composition or the number on the scale. Mm-hmm. And I think like we've got those reversed, especially within diet culture. So yeah, if you're feeling like you are the problem right now, let me release you from that guilt. Like a mantra that you can take with you is I release what no longer serves me. And if that, if that thought, if that belief right now is no longer serving you, let it go and give yourself grace and remember that you, as you know, better, you do better. And so if you don't know right now, if you don't know what the right answer is or what the right protocol is that you should be on, that's not your fault, but you can figure out what it is and work with the right people to get answers. So then you know what to do. Yes, a hundred percent. That's something that I also try to tell my clients is that when you know better, you can do better. So previous to late 2020, when I did my first round of hormone testing and I found all of these food sensitivities and, you know, the Hashimoto's and the hormone imbalances, I had no idea that all of this stuff, that the products that I was using, that the plastic, Mm -hmm. the receipts, the water, the toothpaste, you know, all of, all of those things were causing how I was feeling. I didn't know any of that, but once I knew then I could do better. And that's what I tell my clients is don't beat yourself up for what you didn't know. Don't, you know, get upset with your parents for what they didn't know. It's just like you just said, being able to release that and move on. 
And there's really never a, a better time to start making those changes than in the present, right? Like, you can't change the past, so let it go. But now you can just start making informed choices going forward. Yeah, so very, very well said. I think so much of any healing journey is the mindset and the mental emotional. That is just as important, sometimes more important than the physical. Mm-hmm. How you feel about something has a huge influence on how you actually execute on it and the types of outcomes that you get. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think could not highlight the mindset enough. Right. Yeah. That's why it's the first thing that I really try to hit home with my clients is the mindset. Because if you're not in that growth mindset space, whether you're trying to eat better or heal your body, like from a nutritionist perspective, or if you're trying to create a gym habit, if you're not in a growth headspace, you're not going anywhere. So it it really is. I I talked with all of my clients or I talk with all my clients too about you're about to unlearn everything that you've learned up to this point because there's been a narrative, right? A narrative that has been thrown in our faces through public school and through public education and all of this. And now you're having to unlearn all of that in order to learn the truth. Like it, it blows my mind that the food pyramid is a thing there's no reason why 50% of someone's diet should be processed grains. There's no reason why that should be a thing. We could we could dive way deep into all of the conspiracy. I say conspiracy in quotes because it's not conspiracy. It's, it's the truth. They just want you to think that it's all fake. But yeah, it just it it really blows my mind how they just form this narrative behind fat being the enemy and carbs and sugar not being the enemy or red meat is the enemy and all of these things like I get that there at some point had to be an industrialization of the food industry right in order to meet the demand of growing areas and stuff like that but at some point someone had to have seen what was going on behind the industrialization of food but then let it continue on. It's like, I get that we had to figure out how to like, how to serve the population, but in doing so, we have grossly, grossly misled all of these people into thinking that processed carbs and sugars and and stuff like that. And look where it's, look where it's landed us, Rachel, you know, like with your story. And I, I know not necessarily my own story, but other like fitness trainers who were eating within their macros and doing everything right and doing the supplements and having the protein bars and the proteins and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's just severely disrupted their underlying health. And, and I, I completely kind of going back, I completely agree with you in that weight loss is a symptom of your body working properly. It, it really is. The goal should not be, oh, I want to lose weight. The goal should be, oh, I want to feel better. And then the cherry on top is that the weight will come off in the process of of trying to feel better. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That is a, a mantra that I live by. 
and was a huge mindset shift for me, especially when I really struggled with my relationship with food, that food is not the enemy. Mm -hmm. You know, food is medicine and everybody's medicine is different. You, You know, I do food sensitivity testing for Jesse's clients because I don't do well with dairy or gluten, but I have clients that thrive on organic full fat dairy products. And I have clients that don't have gluten sensitivity that are opting for uh, organic gluten or gluten-free grains and feel really great. So knowing what is best for your body, there is so much bio-individuality. It's so customized because you are one of one limited edition. There is only one you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I could tell you, oh, well, you know, I'm dairy-free, gluten-free, soy-free. You should do that too, but you might not need to, mm-hmm. you know, or when I work with vegetarians, a main protein source that they have is dairy. So, you know, if I said, okay, well, you know, I don't eat dairy, you shouldn't eat it. I could be depriving someone of a protein source that is affordable and makes them feel good and helps to fuel their body. So I'd say like, like understanding what your body needs is really important and view food as a form of self-care, you know, some easy nutrition principles that you can implement right now for free is eat whole foods, single ingredient, chicken, vegetable, avocado, sweet potato, things that don't have an ingredient label. And if you follow me on social media, if you scroll through my feed, one of the main ways I first got into social media was just through recipes and just sharing healthy, delicious recipes that didn't have inflammatory oils, didn't have added sugar because, you know, just eating chicken breast over and over again, that sucks. Like, that's not fun. I'm not going to lie to you and say like, yeah, that's what I do. I just eat chicken every day. That would be terrible. But you can make chicken a hundred different ways and make it taste really, really good. And then when you're looking at, you know, convenience foods, things in a box or a jar that's frozen, read the ingredients. Don't just look at nutrition facts. Because nutrition facts is their legal FDA requirement to tell you how much sugar, carbs, fat, et cetera, is in it. But that doesn't tell you what it's made with. Mm-hmm. And so when you see an ingredient list that's 50 items long and you can't pronounce 40 of those 50, your body doesn't know what it is either. Mm-hmm. Because those are man-made ingredients that were scientifically engineered in a lab. And for the most part, they're engineered to be hyperpalatable and addictive. Mm-hmm. So that you eat a Dorito... And your brain's like, holy shit, this tastes unreal. Nothing like this exists in nature. Let's eat the whole bag. Mm-hmm. But there's no nutritional value. So you're still hungry. So then you want more Doritos or then you're reaching for soda because the Doritos are so salty that now you're craving something sweet. Like there is an entire industry of food scientists that work in labs making food hyperpalatable and addictive. And it's working against you. Mm-hmm. So the fewer ingredients in a product, the better. Make sure you can pronounce everything. Find out where it is coming from. Opt for organic as much as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. And when you can, try to make things yourself. You know, instead of buying a, you know, pre-packaged frozen meal, are the ingredients in there something that you could make at home? And like a batch style cooking, like if it's like the lean cuisine that I used to eat was like some kind of chicken with like a potato or a rice and a vegetable. Well, I can make that myself at home in a huge quantity in very little time. And it actually becomes cheaper per serving than buying something that's prepackaged and frozen because you pay a huge premium for convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are just a few things like that you can get started with right away is eat more whole foods, single ingredient foods, make them taste delicious so that you actually want to eat them. 
reduce consumption of packaged processed foods, fast foods, and sugar-sweetened beverages as much as possible, and then read the ingredient list, not just the nutrition facts, and look for as few ingredients as you can, and make sure you can read and pronounce and understand what all of them are. Mm -hmm. That's honestly like the, that's the wealth of nutrition advice. Like literally that is the best place to start. And it really is not more complicated than that. That's, that's where I started when I, you know, found out that I was gluten sensitive. It was, and I I don't necessarily recommend this to everybody, but this is just how I went through it. When I found out my gluten sensitivity, I went in my pantry and I got rid of everything that had a BPA lining. I got rid of everything that had gluten in it or that wasn't marked gluten-free and I trashed it because that to me was the best, that was the best way to ensure that I wasn't going to end up eating something like that. And not everyone is in a position to be able to purge like that. But you can slowly start to purge by on the front end by what you're purchasing, right? If you're looking at ingredients, ingredients lists and not like you said, not just the nutrition facts, like the whole point of diet culture is looking at the numbers instead of looking at the words. And we need to focus on the words. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We need to focus on the ingredients and not so much the numbers, I want to ask you, Rachel, what, what's something that people tend to misunderstand when it comes to, I guess, the link between like hormone health and nutrition and this food, food is medicine approach? Yeah. Oh, such a good question. And, you know, with my one-on-one clients, I write all their meal plans because people don't know what to eat. They're not sure what to eat, when to eat it, how much to eat. There's so much individualization that goes in there. But really understanding that eating less is not the solution. So like the number one piece of feedback I hear from my clients is like, Rachel, I I can't believe how much food I'm eating. (laughs) Because diet culture tells us the exact opposite. Diet culture says, well, you're just eating too much. Eat less, put down your fork, like whatever it is that they're telling you. And our bodies need nutrients in order to function. That is a, that is a fact that is a biological requirement and women's hormones have like a hundred times the complexity of men's hormones. So starving yourself of healthy fats. So minimally processed omega-3 fatty acids, your coconut, avocado, olive oil, whole nuts and seeds, cold water, fatty fish. Those have beneficial fats in the form of omega-3s That's EPAs, DHAs, and flavonoids that help to fight oxidative stress and inflammation. And they contain cholesterol. And cholesterol was demonized in the 70s, 80s, and 90s because studies, and I say this in quotes, found that, you know, there was a link between fat and increased risk of heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer's, cancer, or top four non-communicable inflammatory diseases. What came out decades later was that that research was paid for by big sugar. The big sugar lobby paid for that research because they didn't want sugar to be found out as the culprit. So they placed the blame on fat. And then all these low fat, no fat products replaced fat with sugar because otherwise the products wouldn't be shelf stable. If you buy a a no fat yogurt and there's nothing in there to stabilize it because they've removed all the fat, 
it would be like watery. It would be separated. It would not be enjoyable to eat. So then we had this huge influx of sugar into our diet. Sugar is toxic to our bodies. When you eat sugar, your blood sugar rises and your body has to secrete insulin. Insulin is a hormone. It is a fat storage hormone. It works by sucking glucose out of your blood and storing it elsewhere so that you don't end up in ketoacidosis, which is acidic blood. If blood sugar is too high, that's what diabetics battle. And so guess what? Your body's favorite place to store extra things is fat cells. Can't store it in your brain, can't store it in your lungs or your heart. So we have this huge influx of sugar into our diets and this withdrawal of healthy fats. And then healthy fats were replaced with omega-6 fats, and that's your inflammatory um, man-made industrial seed oils, canola, vegetable, corn, soybean, cottonseed, you know, sunflower, safflower, all of those started going in and they're very, very inexpensive to make. So literally within just a couple generations, we went from our grandparents eating a minimally processed whole food diet because we didn't have refrigeration. We didn't have the packaging and processing we do now to then people like myself raised in the nineties where most of our food was convenience and coming out of a box package or a frozen food container. And so helping my clients to like unlearn, like you said, Jesse, some of those things that I don't care how many calories are in an avocado. (laughs) The calories in an avocado is not equivalent to calories in a bag of Doritos. Please do not come at me on social media and try to tell me otherwise. Mm -hmm. I look at nutritional density and I look at the effect on metabolism. Mm -hmm. So if you have run your metabolism into the ground with excessive dieting, like I did, you have to train it to restart. Mm -hmm. And so helping your body to actually burn more energy instead of trying to eat less is far more effective for women for weight loss and body composition leveraging fitness and movement to build muscle mass that is more dense. It's about two thirds the size of fat and it has a greater metabolic benefit and then filling in specific nutritional gaps. So most of the women I see are eating too little protein and they're overeating on carbohydrates that may be somewhere in the middle, depending on, you know, what they've already seen or learned or started to implement They're eating too little overall during the course of the day. So looking at, hey, what are your body composition goals? What do you weigh now? What do you want to weigh? How do you want to feel? And then using food to treat underlying hormonal imbalance. So I help my clients create customized protocols for estrogen dominance, for androgen dominance, um, for hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's or adrenal fatigue, HPA access dysfunction that I see a lot of, especially in working professionals and busy moms that you can use food as a form of targeted therapy to either heal gaps in vitamin and mineral deficiencies that you might be dealing with to help balance your hormones and to help balance your blood sugar and your metabolism. And all of these systems are connected. Mm-hmm. So if you think you can just look at one and like put on blinders and say, okay, I'm just going to look at building muscle and I'm not going to look at any of these other things. Like your body's too smart. Like we have not evolved so much to the point where you can spot treat any issue in your body. You can't heal your hormones without working on your gut. You can't heal your gut without looking at your food. You can't look at your food without reading ingredient lists. Like all of these things are interconnected. And that's why I love taking the guesswork off of my client's plate because it can be overwhelming. You know, I've spent like the last almost 15 years of my life on this journey and I've got this like encyclopedic knowledge now that I try to download into other people's brains 
But having someone give you the answer instead of trying to find the answer in a textbook yourself alleviates a lot of stress and anxiety, which I have found causes people to shut down. If you get overwhelmed, you get analysis paralysis, and then you do nothing as a result. So investing in your health and working with a practitioner to get the cheat sheet at the back of the book and just have somebody give you the answers, that's what I wish I would have had 10 years ago because it took me a hell of a lot longer to get where I am now doing it by myself versus having somebody that could fill in the blanks and say, okay, Rachel, you need to eat this at this time. You need to eat this much of it. And you need to avoid these foods. You need to eat more of these foods. I think that's where the nutritional science, especially when it comes to women's hormones, is so nuanced. And I could talk about this all day long. I'm in a pause because I want to be cognizant of everybody's time listening, but I could go on and on about that. No, I honestly, we're going to have to, I was just thinking like, we're going to have to have you back here (laughs) for another like deep dive into this because yes, like it really is, it is so nuanced. And as I'm learning more and more about this, like it, it really is so much more than exercise and counting calories or, or macros, like it goes so much deeper into that, into the mindset, into hormones, into gut health, into blood sugar, into metabolism, you know, into all of that. And it really is like such a a blessing to have people who have either gone, who have gone through it themselves and then also are equipped with the knowledge to turn around and help you pull you along that journey for sure. So um, I just have a couple more questions for you before we wrap up here. What does living a swolistic life mean to you? Mm, That's another good question. I think the number one thing we all need to do is take radical accountability of our health. Mm -hmm. Like my parents didn't know better. That's why I grew up eating that food, Mm -hmm. but I know better now. And I have to take accountability that like, I am now a grown ass adult and I am responsible for the choices I make. Mm -hmm. And that's a big difference. That is taking charge and ownership and empowerment instead of being a victim. Mm -hmm. And I was a victim, you know, when, when I first fell into diet culture and it was, woe is me you know, I'm just not doing this, or I'm just not doing that versus learning and developing skills and investing in my, myself and my health and my education and taking radical accountability. If you do not feel the way that you want to feel right now, make a plan to do something different, to get where you want to go. And I promise you, you can get there. I believe that for every single person on earth, if you're listening to this right now, I know that you can look and feel exactly how you want to. Mm-hmm. Because it, I am not I am not a one in a million miracle case that I healed my body and I got to where I am now. Mm-hmm. So I think it's taking radical accountability and ownership of our health and our journey because nobody's going to do the work for you. You know, I write meal plans for my clients, but I can't go to their house and cook the food and serve it to them. Mm-hmm. And so being invested to say, wow, if I'm not making my health and my well-being a priority, what is? Mm-hmm. Because I will tell you, and I, I work with people in their 50s and 60s as well, and a day will come where there might not be enough time. 
I think especially for young people, we think that time is an infinite resource, mm-hmm. but one day there won't be enough. Mm-hmm. And so instead of hating your body, instead of stepping on the scale every day and beating yourself up because of the number, like I promise you, you're not going to get to the end of your life and be like, wow, I'm so glad I stepped on the scale every day and made myself feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Instead, you're going to be proud of yourself for making yourself a priority, for the changes you made, for the investments that you made, because those are the game changers. Mm-hmm. If you're like, okay, I've been shit about drinking my water. I'm going to hit my water goal every day this week. Mm-hmm. That is radical ownership and accountability and taking action. And there's a big myth that like motivation is like an endless well that some people have that you just don't bullshit. Nope. Motivation does not exist. Motivation is garbage. It's garbage. What exists is your ability to take action and be consistent. Mm -hmm. Are there days where I would love to just go pick up fast food? Absolutely. Do I still do that sometimes? Yes. Like you give me a Chick-fil-A drive-thru at like nine o'clock at night. I am still so there, Mm -hmm. but that's not my norm anymore. My norm is making a plan, prioritizing my time, taking care of myself because you only have one body. You only get one vessel to live in. And instead of treating it like a dumpster, which I used to do for many years, mm-hmm. treat it like it's a temple, treat it like it's a historic building that has to be maintained or like you will get fined by the city. Mm-hmm. And to me, like that's what living a holistic life is, is radical accountability and ownership that you are the CEO of your own body. So make decisions that are in the best interest of your health and well-being. And if you don't know the answer, find somebody who does. Yeah. There is no better investment that you will ever make in your entire life than one you make in yourself. And if you've heard that saying, like you either pay now or you pay later and you always pay more later. If you think that investing in lab testing or a coach or a nutritionist is expensive, I can tell you what's really expensive is insulin for my type 2 diabetic clients. And you don't magically wake up one day with type 2 diabetes. That is a progressive decline into that disease. And insulin is very expensive. And hospitalization is very expensive. Yep. So think about that. That's how I, you know, I've held on to that a lot in my life when I'm weighing cost-benefit analysis of, I wouldn't be that person in her 60s, 70s, and 80s that's going on my hot girl walk every day. Mm-hmm. Feels amazing, has mm-hmm. tons of energy, can still lift weights, doesn't need a walker or a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Like longevity is something that we play as a long game, not a short game. Yep. Like start now. It's like investing for your retirement. The earlier you start, the easier it is. Mm-hmm. And I think the same would be true for our health and well-being for the entirety of our life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I agree. And I love every every single part of that. Um, the last question is, I just want to give you an opportunity to share, do you have any like offers coming up or just where can people really find you online? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. So you can connect with me at Real Health with Rach on all social media platforms. I am most active on Instagram. My website is realhealthwithrach.com. It's the holiday season right now. And I know the holidays can be 
anxiety inducing and stressful, especially when it comes to food. The, the holidays used to be really difficult for me in terms of my relationship with food and feeling like my healthy habits were going to fall by the wayside. So you're welcome to join me right now. Um, I'm doing an eight week experience for the end of the year called Whole for the Holidays, where you're going to get a masterclass from me on navigating the holidays with ease, weekly emails for support and motivation and some prompts and goals to keep you going. And then in January, we're actually going to wrap it up with a goal and intention setting workshop for 2023 so that you can start the year off on the right foot, really clear on who you want to be in the new year. And then also in January, my signature group coaching program called Reclaim Your Cycle will be open for enrollment again. So you can connect with me there and get on the wait list on social media. And then certainly reach out. Uh, my DMs and email are always open. And if you have questions about lab testing or you want to talk more about one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. I would love to connect with you and provide support in any way that I can. Yay. Thank you. And I like, like we, like I mentioned, you guys, Rachel is a wealth of knowledge. I love her. All of my clients love her and I'm sure all of you will fall in love with her. <laughs> so go follow her on Instagram at the very least. Um, but thank you so much for being here, Rachel. I'm serious when I say I will probably have you on here again. <laughs> So we can talk even more about all of these things because you and I are just on the same wavelength when it comes to a lot of this. And I love how you have the nutrition side of things and I have the the strength training and the fitness side of things. And together it's just an unstoppable combination. So thank you so much for being here and thanks so much for tuning in. You guys remember to make yourself a priority and we will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for spending your time with me in today's show. I truly appreciate you so much to learn more about training with the Soulistic Co. Check the show notes to learn more about our available programs or to schedule a call with me to get started. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Lockhart and at Team Swolistic. I hope you have the best day ever and I'll chat with you next week.